Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Love Tennis Podcast, a slightly echoey Love Tennis Podcast on my behalf because I'm uh, recording in an empty flat and even worse, in an empty kitchen. So I apologise for that. Uh, George Belshaw is in his usual spot in the corner of his bedroom in North London, uh, or East London, I should say, I beg your pardon. And Calvin is somewhere in South London uh, because he, of course, is here for Wimbledon. I went and uh, watched the great man in action today. Uh, we'll talk more about that perhaps a little bit later on. Uh, but first, we've got loads to get through in terms of the Wimbledon draw. That was this morning. I was there to watch a man mispronounce every surname in the book, uh, except for Andy Murray's, which was quite impressive, really. Uh, it, it's one of the weirder draw ceremonies because it's not necessarily, well, it's not streamed. It is only really broadcast over Wimbledon radio. Uh, which is probably not the way most people want to view a draw because it's almost impossible to actually keep up with who is where in the draw. But we do have a draw. George, do you want to start with the standout first round matches or do you want to look at the quarterfinal matchups? I thought we could take it section by section and just have a look at kind of each quarter and kind of talk about the players who were in there and who we thought would be interesting. I mean, there are some amazing first round matches I can Paul Jubb, Kyrgios is just a good fun one. I think for the women's, the one that stuck out to me was Halep Mukova. I think that's probably the highest quality one I saw. You've got Sinner Vavrinka, I think is one of the first that's round ones. That's a beaut. I mean, well. that's an absolute beaut for me. Like, Sinner yeah. Vavrinka is the, the standout tie of the first round for me. I think, for me, though, like, I think Halep Mukova beats it for me because they're two players who can play really well on the grass, whereas Vavrinka, Sinner, I'm still, you know, it's. Stan's weakest surface and Sin has yet to prove himself. So I think it'll be brilliant. But in terms of actually like good high level grass play, I think I'm more excited for Makova Hallett personally. Uh, well, let's take it section by section then, George, since you're insistent yeah. that we do so. <laughs> After I've just made a lovely document on who's in every bit. Yeah, yeah. Just no one's who's very happy about. Just going to use the Wikipedia page, <laughs> mate. It's much better. Um, in the top of the top of the. F- 
top half is of course Novak Djokovic, uh, the number one seed. The seeds in his quarter are Mayamir Kesmanovic, uh, and then in the fourth round for him, either Nikolas Basilashvili or Raleigh Pelka, barring any, of course, defeats for the seeds, but that is uh, how projections have to work. Um, George, in terms of a quarter, I mean, this looks... I don't know if Djokovic could have hand-picked it much better, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think the the one you'd look at who's kind of hardest in the early rounds is Kokinakis, just in terms of he'll beat him if he plays him, but that he's someone you don't want to face in the first two rounds just because he's got a high ceiling. His body won't take him through a whole slam, but he's capable of just playing unreal lights out tennis, which For is hour, kind of the and only half. and it's kind of the only way you can beat Djokovic really is if you've just got massive weapons and can kind of take it to him. And, you know, Kokonasis is someone who will get the crowd going. Um, you know, I, I think I'm at a stretch to see Djokovic losing in this tournament still, despite whatever we think about him at the minute. He has just been so good on the grass the last few years that I think it'll take a special performance to to take him down. But yeah, look, Kasmanovic is having a great year. But again, is he a great grass player? Don't know. Apelka back in, you know, 90s, would be a terrible match because he'd just be landing everything. But as Calvin has said many times about the grass, it's a little bit slower. It suits a Djokovic a little bit more. And he, he's so good against the big servers that you almost don't worry for him in that sort of match. No, I mean, um, he's probably the greatest or, or the second greatest returner of all time. Um, and, you know, the big servers don't tend to trouble him. Also, Riley Apelka's in pretty dreadful form. I think yeah. he's played two, lost two on the grass. He's had a really weird year because he played quite well on the clay, you know, which is not something we ever associate him with. And then, well, and then he flopped to the French Open, quite frankly, after I'd spent weeks talking him up. And then <laughs> Queens, he lost to Dimonur and uh, Eastbourne, he lost to Cressy for like four games. So I don't think everything's right in the world of, of Riley Apelka. So I, I'm pretty, I'd be pretty surprised if he made it as far as the, the fourth round of Djokovic, quite frankly. He's also got Tim Van Richthoven in his uh, round two bracket, which, you know, I would think, just looking at his draw of Apelka and then maybe Bashalashvili. I'll tell you what, by the way, the most insane bracket of the whole draw just in terms of on-court characters. Basilashvili against Rosal plays the winner of Alice versus Pear. <laughs> I mean, that that four-player bracket could like could win the fines alone against the entire field. I mean, it's funny you're into Van Rithoven there because I, you know I don't want to I don't want to overegg the fantasy too early, but I think one of the big challenges this season is that unseeded male spot. Because you've got Murray there, you've got Kyrgios there, but Van Rijhoven's draw looks looks good to me. It, it does seem like a little bit of an opening where you can see a kind of unseeded guy getting getting to the fourth round. You know, you wouldn't necessarily fear Basilashvili or Pelka out of form, and it's a guy who's just won a grass court title, beating world number one Daniel Medvedev in the final. So he he's definitely option. I think I'll be going for Kyrgios, by the way on that on that section but that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> uh let's move down to the the second section shall we? Uh, we assume Djokovic is going to come out of yeah, that. Yeah, I think we're bracket. naming Djokovic comfortably there. Yeah. Um this is where we find the tie of the round Yannick Sinner versus Stan Wawrinka. The other seeds in this section are John Isner, Oscar Otter and Carlos Alcaraz, but I think this is probably one of the stronger brackets just in terms of like floor because in terms of good unseeded players, 
Jan Lennon's Truth, Fabio Fanini, uh, James Duckworth is playing Andy Murray, all of the, and of course Stan Varenka, who is unseeded. All of those you would not fancy coming up against, particularly on grass. Yeah, I, I think this is a nightmare for Alcaraz. Like, I think Struff round one is a really, really horrible draw. Mm. Fanini round two, you never know what you're going to get. Otter is playing actually really good stuff. And, you know, you. I know, James, you really loved his match with Murray last year and were impressed well, by watched, his level. I watched a lot of him last year. I watched him against Rindeknek in the first round. I watched him, obviously, a lot against Murray in the second round. And I said, I really think this guy's got a lot more than being whatever he was, 120 in the world at the time. He's now yep. seeded. And Murray, Murray incidentally, I uh, can't remember where we were the other day. Oh, we were on a call with him when we were down in Eastbourne. And someone asked a question about, you know, playing those big matches like the one against Otter. And he interrupted and said, yeah, turns out he's actually not that bad as you all thought he was, isn't he? <laughs> and I was sort of to myself, I was like, I actually thought he was quite good, Andy. But yeah, yeah I'm not that much of a sick fan. But yeah, he, you wouldn't want to play him. Yeah. and But again, this section, you think Murray can do it? I do. I think I think Murray can come out of this because I... I I worry for Alcaraz against Struff. I know how good Alcaraz has been, but we, he's a little bit untested on this, and Struff is very, very dangerous. But Struff, I wouldn't necessarily expect to carry on to round four. I think Isner is a a kind of funny one. It depends how well Murray's kind of seeing the ball and returning, but you normally fancy him against him. Well, I can be tell a, you... Could be a Murray-Otter-Titanic clash again. Well, I was thinking that that might happen again, and if that happens, I'm backing Otter. Um, I'm also thinking that if you're relying on Murray's returning to get him through a match, just on the basis of what I saw today, is he thinks he is returning awfully at the moment because he was mm. practicing. He played a practice set against Dan Evans on court one. He did win, I should say. I think it was six four. Um, but he hated the way he was returning Dan Evans' serve. And in fairness, Evans served pretty well, but uh, he was pretty unhappy with the way he was returning. So. And, and that's not really a serve he would normally be that worried about returning, I'd imagine, no, um, particularly no. compared to an Isner, for example. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, who, who are you picking then in that section? Who, who is Djokovic facing? Oscar Otter. is going for it. I, Am I, I going see... Murray? Is it weird not to go for Alcaraz? Is, that just, is it just going to be quite boring and in inverted commas and Alcaraz is actually going to be as good as we think he should be and just storm through and do it? I think he might. I think he's going to drop some sets. He's going to struggle round one. I think that's going to be a serious match. There. I also think he might struggle against Fabio Fanini. Like I think that's an unpleasant match. Like, <laughs> like just. I know he seems pretty unflappable, Carlos Alcaraz. But you know, you got to flap at some point. I actually bumped into him. Um, the nice thing about being around Wimbledon uh, during before the championship starts is everyone just wanders around and there's not yeah. much security. You know. And you can just bump in and chat to players and stuff and the rest of it. And uh, yeah, I bumped into him outside that he was just having a laugh and taking the mick out of some cameramen. And yeah, he just seemed like he seemed incredibly relaxed. I mean, I guess you're three days out from a slam. That is probably quite a relaxing time. But nevertheless, I, I think Oscar Otter, just because I'm an Oscar Otter guy now. That's my thing. Yeah. Uh, section, well, section, go on. I was just saying, well, you're on you're on hot form with picking stuff like Rude being terrible, so I mean, see listeners beware. I think I'm, let's not be too big on my one correct prediction. <laughs> well, so. you 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 won French Open fantasy as well. Let's, That's true. I think I think we're in a good sphere of the James Gray prediction game. Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, third section: Casper Rude, Sebastian Byers, TFO, and Pablo Carreño Booster are our seeds. Uh, we've also got Martin Fuksovic, a quarter finalist last year, in there. David Goffin playing what, who knows, might be his last French Open. 
uh, at Wimbledon, I should say. Um, Hugo Umber in there as well, someone who we thought should be good on grass, but hasn't really shown very much lately. I'm probably picking Umber from this section, though. Um, I mean, Kasper Ruud could lose like round one to Albert Ramos Vignolas. Like that's entirely possible. Yeah, I mean, that that is a battle of two clay court lovers if ever I've seen one. Mm. Um, but yeah, Humbert should be being Ruud round two if he's playing anywhere near the capabilities he has on grass. He should win that. Bublik, you never know what you're gonna get. You probably. I'd say hum- Martin Fuksovitz in the first. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say Humbert or Fuksovitz would be my pick to be um, the guy who goes through. Mm. To- I had a funny Martin Fuksovic moment today. I was out on court eleven watching Calvin um, train with with Pat McCash, and uh, <laughs> they. I just turned around to watch another court for a bit because they were having a sit down. And Fuksovic was having a hit with Alexi Popperin, the Australian, who's a Muratoga graduate. And they were doing some serving training. And so Fuksovic was just in the corner returning quite casually. And he was like directing his coach where to take a photo of him from. He was like, no, 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 come around this way a bit. Yeah, move that chair. You want to be here because you want to get this in the background and this in the background. And they're just trying to get me mid forehand. And like he did all this in Hungarian, but it was also quite clear what he was saying because of uh, because of the gesturing. It was just quite odd to see a player being like so anal about exactly how they wanted their photo taken. Um, so you're taking Ugo Umber out of this uh, out of this section. Him or Fuksovic? I mean, Fuksovic has played some good stuff on the grass before. Um, Bublik is a an outlier. I mean, Goffan as well. To be fair. I'm, I'm I'm taking them all, but clearly, but no, I, I'll go with Humber. I think Humber's the best grass court player on there, or got certainly got the best ceiling. I, I think I might take Francis Tiafo. Like I know yeah. he's lost two matches in a row on the grass, but he lost, th- you know, two one both all tie breaks against Vavrinka, who was serving huge, and then he lost like five seven seven six six love in a bit of a tank fest against Alexander Bublik. Who again, like you don't know which public turns up. So, I think if TFO can get himself going, um, I saw him today. He was getting into. He came and watched Murray Evans on court one. Funnily enough, so hopefully he picked something up. I, I think he's he's in a position to potentially to make a bit of a difference. Um, let's move on to section four, which is the section in which we welcome Calvin Beton uh, into the podcast. As you, you may you haven't heard him in the first fifteen minutes, and that's not just because he's keeping quiet. Really, because he wasn't <laughs> just had here. nothing to say, just agreed with us on everything, even though we <laughs> yeah. were disagreeing. Every, everything that we've said comes with the Calvin Beton stamp of approval over the last 15 minutes. He'll be listening back angrily tomorrow, like, no, what on earth no are these doubt. two idiots just been saying? Uh, it's maybe appropriate because we've got a couple of Brits in the uh, fourth section of the draw, which is the bottom of the top. Uh, the seeds are Cam Nori, Grigor Dimitrov, Tommy Paul, and Hubert Herkat, or as he was announced by the draw master, Herbert Herkatch. Um, which is quite a, a new one on me. Um, I mean, Cam Norrie, he, he's got Pablo Andujar in the first round and then either Thiago Montero and Jaume Munar, which is what you might call a nightmare French Open draw and a brilliant Wimbledon draw, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, Norrie's draw looks good. Is it Dimitrov he faces round three? Yeah. That's, that, that, that's tough winnable potentially if Dimitrov has a bad tournament um you've got to fancy her cats in this section though don't you really I mean it's a really tough first round for him though against Davidovich for Kina that's 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 a tough opener but he did hurt his hand didn't he kind of in Eastbourne so I don't know where exactly he's up to yeah I also think that um 
Tavidus Shakina is not as good on the grass as he should be. Like, he's got a bit a game that is quite fun. And, you know, he has ability to be one of those scrappy grass court players, you know, like an Alex de Manure or someone. But And he's a Wimbledon boys champion, I think I'm right in saying. But he just seems to not have translated that. He played doubles down in Eastbourne as well, I think, just to try and get some um, games into his yeah. into his legs and promptly lost to Mahou and Roger Vaseline. I mean, I'm kind of, yeah, talking around everyone else, but the level Hercats was playing last week... Um, he should win this section comfortably and yeah. he'll beat whoever is on the other side comfortably don't, don't if he write plays off Tommy near Paul. that. Don't write off Tommy Paul. I'd, I'd hate to write off Tommy Paul. But <clears> yeah, <throat> no, Hercat should be the guy who's um, meeting Djokovic in the semifinals, I think. Calvin, um, Cam Norrie, you know, I, I feel like he doesn't know how good he is on grass still. I'm not sure he really knows because he's played very little on it. Um, you know, didn't really play on it growing up. Didn't play any college, obviously. Presumably, getting two, you know, in theory, two clay quarters in the first two rounds is exactly what he would want if he was going to pan pick his own draw. Uh, I'm not sure he doesn't know how good he is on grass. He won Queens, didn't he? Or mate, lost in final at Queens last mm. year. Um, he only lost to Federer. Federer at Wimbledon. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he rates himself. Fairly solidly on grass. Mm. Um, but yeah, you'll see that as a little tasty draw he's got there. I think for sure. Um, and Ryan Penniston is in that quarter as well, or in that eighth, I should say, up against Omri Laxonen, which, you know, Laxonen's never won a match in the main draw of Wimbledon. Obviously, Calvin, you know Penner well. You know, I mean, he'll, he'll be pretty delighted with that, won't he? Not drawing a seeded player, as I should say, all of the Brits have managed. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, that? Mm. Uh, all the British singles players. I should. Yeah, Penno will be up. You know, that's it's one of those. I've heard it a few times today from various players. Uh, the phrase they could have, I could have had a lot of a worse draw. Yeah, and that's that's way of looking at it. Mm. Um, yeah, Omri Laxon, by the way, yeah, has never won a main draw match at Wimbledon. He's won a main draw match everywhere else, so he can play a bit. He's not a total nobody. Um, I'm probably with you, George. Hubert Hercat's coming out of that. Uh, quickly down so we, to... are, we, are we all Djokovic Hercat semi-final in that, that half? To, I mean, the thing is, with the way the tour is on grass at the moment, it's hard to pick anyone else, isn't it? Like, anyone who's got any sort Murray? of pedigree. Murray to upset Djokovic in the quarterfinals? What's the whispering about Murray, Calvin? Are people very excited? Uh, don't, I've not spoken to many people, actually, about him. I don't... Um... I think the feeling is he's, you know, cautiously uh, optimistic. Mm. We still don't know where he's at with the serve, obviously, with this injury he had. But um... well, he was so I watched him practice today, and he was serving, which I, I, you know, I suppose if, if he wasn't, if he still wasn't able to serve by Friday before Wimbledon, he wouldn't be here. Um, and he was, I thought, in the first two service games I watched, he was a little less committed to the serve than you might be, but. Maybe just get it warm and like you know you're not going to go mad on it in the first two games, given it's just a practice set. But equally, I don't think Murray has an intensity. I don't, I don't think he he he's able to practice at any other intensity, quite frankly. But yeah, I mean he seems physically fit enough, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's going to be the problem, other than the the recovery. You know, I don't think we're going to be talking about an actual physical issue. Uh, let's move on to the bottom half, since we've decided that it'll be Djokovic-Hercats in the semi-finals. 
Um, Matteo Berrettini, Jensen Brooksby, Alex de Manura, Diego Schwartzman are the seeds in the top section in the bottom half. We've also got Jack Draper in there, Liam Brody as well. Um, and I would suggest potentially Mikhail, um, not Mikhail Kushner, Zdenek Kolar as a dangerous little floater in there as well. Um, Calvin, you you know Jack Draper well. You've also seen quite a lot of Zizou Bergs, the Belgian wildcard who obviously won the title uh, up in Ilkley the other the other week. Uh, how, how do you kind of characterise that matchup? And, and for people who don't know Bergs, I mean, what what can they expect from him? Um, I don't know loads about him to be honest. I saw him a bit at Ilkley. He strikes a nice ball, talented guy. He's not huge. He hasn't got a huge serve, but he's got the kind of game that you can see why he does well on grass. Mm. Hits it relatively flat. Um, just good hands, good skills. He's just a good tennis player, to be mm. honest. Um, Draper, of course, uh, looking to make it through to the second round where he could face Alex Dimonor or Hugo Delian. I mean, I think we'd expect Dimonor to win that. Um, George, what's your pick for this section? Uh, Berrettini, you'll be shocked to hear. Yeah, I think that is the <laughs> I correct think answer. Draper's got as good a chance as anyone of kind of getting in the the mix. I don't really rate this section very highly at all. Um, Dimonor can have a good match or two, but I'd fancy Draper to give him a good match if he can get there. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, look, Berrettini's going to win this section, surely. It's not unreasonable to suggest Jack Draper could make fourth round here. Like if you think about, it, he has to beat Bergs, Dumanur, Schwartzman. You know, n- none of those are guys who you think he absolutely cannot beat. Uh, I think Dumanur is a tough match for him, but again, not unbeatable. Yeah, there's no one he Draper. The level he can produce should be fearing in that section, apart from Berrettini, and everyone should be fearing Berrettini. So, so particularly line judges. <laughs> <laughs> I saw quite a few pretty hefty strikes on line judges at uh, at Queen's and Berrettini's loser bruise, I suspect. Um, on to section six, Shapovalov, Bautista Rugut, Krajinovic and Tsitsipas. Uh, we've also got Nick Kyrgios, of course, in here. Um, we don't really have anyone else of note or someone who you would think, although... Arthur Big Rindic- Paul Jab. Big Paul Jab. Uh, yeah. Playing so, Kyrgios round one, isn't it? I mean, Calvin said earlier it could be worse. I think that, that that's a bit of a nightmare <laughs> draw for poor Jubby. I mean, that is, isn't Calvin, isn't that the worst unseeded draw? Yeah, no no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, I, yeah, of the 33, 32 people who are seeded, of, you know, there's, there's players in those that you would rather get than, than Kyrgios. Mm. It's a lot, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think Kyrgios yeah. wins this section, by the way. It, that's a, it's a big call. I mean, it's hard to really disagree with it necessarily. He, he beats Sissipas for me if they meet. Yeah. Um, um, it, Calvin, just if if you're to like dream up a way that Paul Jubb beats Nick Kyrgios, like if you're to sort of write a realistic script for that match, I mean, how does he do it? Apart from probably hoping Kyrgios has a bad day. <laughs> um, specifically, that Kyrgios would claim that the umpires are shit. Um, repeatedly <laughs> keep saying their shit and get a code violation point penalty um, game penalty set um, and then default <laughs> so there's no there's no world in which Jubby, ha- Jub- Jubby undoes him no there is obviously you know but Kyrgios like on tennis alone purely on tennis he's a quality grass court player yeah. there's no question about that 
but he's also a lun- he's a lunatic and an idiot and like that I guess, that will happen I I'd put money on it now that he will get a code violation at some stage in this tournament and maybe a point penalty and maybe more for saying that all umpire is a rubbish and he could do a and tennis him running blah 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 he does that in every tournament he plays. Mm, it does happen. Um, Nick Kyrgios, by the way, is one of the players you can play as uh, in a match point tennis championships, who we're very happy to be sponsored by over Wimbledon. Uh, he's one of a number of licensed players. The Alcaraz, Kei Nishikori, Hugo Gaston, Andre Rublev, Daniil Medvedev, who can play during these two weeks, even though... Uh, in reality, they can't at Wimbledon. Um, it comes out on the 7th of July, so you can pre-order it uh, from game. It's out on PC, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox consoles as well. I've been playing it on Xbox uh, and really enjoying it. Um, I, of course, am a single-handed backhander, uh, and I can only really describe myself as a real scrapper when it comes to, to style. So less of the grass uh, for my player, but... Really enjoying the, the career mode as well. So uh, please do check it out. It, it's well worth it, I should say. It comes out on the 7th of July, uh, just as Wimbledon is getting into its stride. So you can pre-order it now from game, or of course just go and pick it up on the day. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Calvin, yes? Who do you play as, James, when you play? I, well, so I've been playing the career mode, so you create your own player. Oh, right. Um, okay. But I have also played a bit, uh, for some reason, as Andre Rublev. I don't really know why. Like, is I was it because you? Is it when you're sitting on the controller, you're sitting there going, "Where, where, where"? I mean, it's it's not not that, and it's not that I don't idolise uh, Andre Rublev, but I don't know. It was just it was it was a, a spur of the moment thing, and maybe I have played as Hubert Hercatch as well because I just think he's a great bloke, uh, and I have refused to play as Benoit Pair because I think that's um, I think that would be amoral. I don't think he's a very okay. moral bloke. I'm going for a big evening to play at my brother's house on Monday, and I'll be definitely rocking out. I'm really obviously you're going to play Nick Kyrgios. Um, if, <laughs> if, if it was a real if it was a real simulation game and there could be some odd off court stuff, then I'd be more than keen to play as Benoit Pet. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so that is uh, Match Point Tennis Championships. Take it to the courts with the brand new tennis sim. Dynamic gameplay and a true taste of tennis. Uh, pre-order it now from game. Let's move on to the next section of the draw. Uh, section 7, uh, which features Felix Auger-Aliassim, Dan Evans, Holger Rune, Taylor Fritz as the seeds. Uh, we've also got Alistair Gray in there uh, from the Brits, the wild card. He's up against Tseng Chutsin, the former Wimbledon Boys champion. The GOAT, as he was coined on that day by George and turned out to be <laughs> spot on. Uh, we've got Jack Sock in there as well. And Maxime Cressy, uh, who is going well down in Eastbourne. He's just beaten Jack Draper to reach the final there. <sighs> Calvin, why do people always say... Because there's not a lot of evidence for this, but people always say Felix Auger-Aliassime is going to win Wimbledon one day. He, I know he got to the quarterfinals last year, but it seems to me that there isn't a lot beyond that one run deep to suggest that he definitely should be a great grass court player. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I can see both sides of the argument. The reason why people say he, he will win it one day is because he's a phenomenal talent. He's mm. probably the best athlete to have ever played the game. He's powerful. He's fast. He's strong. In terms of the tangibles, 
he's got everything. There's no question about that. Um, it's the intangibles that he struggles with. Um, we don't know whether he has the big match mentality yet, whether he can beat the best players in the world at key moments. And not only at the best players in the world, even some players who are not the best players in the world at key moments, as we've seen in, in some of the finals he's lost in. Um, and I don't. he's not going to win it this year. There's still too many holes in his game. I say this all the time. He's still second serves pretty average. Um, he's His volley isn't great and he doesn't return very well. Um, I've no doubt whatsoever that somebody on Twitter will fire in a tweet at me later telling me, giving me some stats as to why his second serve is the best in the world and <laughs> why he's a great volleyer and why don't I talk about such and such a player not having a great volleyer. But yeah, th those three things are the reasons why he won't win it. The reasons why he could win it is because he could get all of those things sorted out and then I think he would. It's going to be... I like Felix. I've seen him play some good grass court matches. I thought he did really well at Wimbledon on the whole last year. <laughs> I just see real trouble for him in this draw in many areas, including round one. I think Cressy's a bloody nightmare of a draw to have first round for anyone. That's someone that will make life really uncomfortable. Um, so that'll that'll be a big test of him. Um, you know, Felix started really slowly in the French Open. That first round match we watched, um, I can't even remember who it was now, but he won in five sets. Um, and he was oh, absolutely dreadful. Lad, it? Yeah. That's it. He was dreadful for two sets and then kind of kicked into gear. And then, you know, he's pushing Nadal suddenly in the fourth round. So I think he's just starting to show he gave Medvedev a really good match to the Australian last year. He's starting to show he can kind of mix it in these big matches, but he needs a big, big match win, as kind of Calvin's saying there. But yeah, he might not well, get the opportunity I mean, the to big, face Nadal. The big, the big match win is, is beating Zverev in five last year, right? And, and that does take guts, but he did have the advantage of playing Zverev in a five-set match at a slam. And, <laughs> yeah, it's... you know, if you're going to pick someone to do it against, it's going to be him. And it, it might well be on grass because exactly. I don't think, I think he moves very well on it. Yeah, you almost... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you almost kind of see that as the perfect sort of both on a grass court and also the fact that Zverev just hates beating high-ranked players in slams. But, you know, if he, if he can come through Cressy round one, I'd expect him to make quarters um and then it's a case of can he come through Rafa and then can he come through Berrettini and then can he go through Djokovic mm, I think no, it's probably think the answer I think the Cressy thing he has an advantage that Cressy's made the final in Eastbourne um now yeah. he's in he's in the bottom half which means that Cressy's going to have an extra day so he's going to play on Tuesday but I don't know how much I back Mexican Cressy's fitness overall like I've seen it happen a few times where he's gone to pieces a bit late in in like hard matches. So, um, Alistair Gray up against Tseng. Uh He's the lowest ranked British player in the draw. I don't know. I mean, again, he could have drawn a lot worse. Uh, I don't know. We'll talk maybe right at the end about whether he's going to win that one or not. Uh, Dan Evans up against Jason Kubler. Feels like a pretty good draw. He's a qualifier. And then he's either got um, Bagnus or Dennis Novak in the second round. Again, Evo should make round three. Yeah. And then, At yeah. least. And then he who knows? He can make life hard for Felix Algerelli, I assume. Or Cressy. Um, or, or Maxine Cressy, indeed. Uh, on to the final section, uh, where we have Marin Cilic, Botic van der Zandt, and Lorenzo Sonego and Rafa Nadal. Uh, now, we've thought, we talked about how easy Novak Djokovic's draw is, and I, I don't think that's unreasonable. This feels like a stinker. The stinker is in really hard. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I mean, Query's kind of got a bit of form. I remember he took out Djokovic and Murray in back-to-back -back years when they were both 
world number one at Wimbledon. Yeah, but he didn't really take um, Murray out. I mean, yeah, that was eventually. when Murray's hit. But he took Djokovic when... out. He took right. Djokovic out. Um, okay. You know, so he, he he can make it awkward. Kudler, I think, is a really good grass court player. I think he's got a lot about him, but I still expect Nadal to win. You guys both know how much I like Chilich on grass and how dangerous he can be, but actually I'm, I'm worried he's going to lose to Botic, who is also probably going to be quite dangerous on this. But yeah, it's not, it's not easy. Um, that said, I'm still expecting Nadal to be play, playing Bellarettini, um in the semifinals in this half because he's really, really good at tennis and should Every, just find his way through. Everyone I spoke to who watched Nadal at the Hurlingham um, who has watched him at the Hurlingham this week says that he looks absolutely dynamite. Um, the Hurlingham is a... Um, Ne- never take a form guide from the Hurlingham. That, that's my that's my advice. I went there a couple of years ago to watch Chilich thrash Nadal, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Chilich is going to be really dangerous." Like, I also should say two. that I haven't spoken to anyone who saw him play today, uh, and he did lose to Felix Auger-Aliassime there today. So yeah. I don't. And Djokovic know... hammered Felix, didn't he? Yeah, yesterday? he did. Absolutely battered him. Um, you were there I... yesterday, right? No, no, I wasn't. I've not been. I was supposed to be there today. I did not. But I ended up not being. It was a close match. He lost six seven, six four, three eight in a champions it'd be, tie. It'd be a good match that I think actually like over five sets if it was Felix Nadal on grass. You know, I think there are things that would kind of lean into Felix's strengths. That was a good match at, at the French. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean Nadal. The, the only question that sits with him still is: Is the fuss okay? Will he be fine? Um, but yeah, I, I'm still expecting him be Berrettini and then winner of that versus winner of Djokovic Hercats. Yeah, yeah. And then frankly, who I mean, I think we'd all kill for a Djokovic Nadal final. Oh like, yeah. Be absolutely it'd epic. Just be epic. It'd just be so good. Um although Novak to win the whole thing though, I think I think I like his draw enough. But, but George, think... what about the head to head record at Grand Slams over the last fifteen years between Nadal and Djokovic? You haven't considered this once again. What's their head to head at Wimbledon? Uh, it's a great question. I don't have that kind of information in front of me. As last one was pretty close, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't Djok- necessarily say that was a great claim of the. Uh, Djokovic, two-one, I think. There we go. Resounding. And actually, the only the only one Nadal won uh, was in two thousand seven, and Djokovic retired injured. So I don't know whether that counts or not. Um, but yeah, he beat him in the twenty eighteen final and the twenty eleven final. 2018 semis, it was. Uh, sorry, yeah. I misread my spreadsheet. Yeah. There you go. Um, so we, we assume Nadal's coming out of this this bracket. I mean, is there anyone in there you think could, could cause him a problem? Yeah, there's there's people in there I think could cause him a problem. Chilich, Felix, even but, Kudler. But, but not, a pro- not a problem that involves losing three sets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, but, you know... Felix is capable of doing it of them, I would say. Hmm. And maybe Big Marin. <laughs> You've been pushing the Bar- Marin Chilich bandwagon <laughs> so hard. It's actually unreal. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the women's draw and we'll also do our quickfire Brit draw and we'll see if we can work out quite how many of the 17 Brits are going to get through to the second round. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Now, remember, if you want to get involved with our fantasy tennis game, you can. You've got until 10 a.m. on Monday morning to submit your team. If you head over to our Twitter, uh, you'll find a link to a Google form, and there you can pick your 10 players, five men, five women. Uh, One from each category goes from qualifiers all the way up to one of the top four seeds. We've had loads of entries already. Thanks very much for getting involved. Uh, The Bells Hill Bruisers are in. Radu, can you believe it? Is in as well. I like that one. Slayla Fritz, Hugo Gaston, uh, and maybe my favourite one. I'm going to try this, and it's not going to be easy. You're not wrong. It, it is not going to be easy. It is very hard. Um, but best of luck to to everyone. I think uh, this will be one of our biggest ever fantasy tennis games, uh, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, go on. I was just going to ask you, uh, who who have you got locked in already? Don't even uh, need to look at the draw. Like, who do you know you're taking? I, honestly, almost nobody. Like, oh, I just think on. there's so Novak. Many... I suppose Novak. Yeah, Berrettini. Um, although I'm tempted to take Rafa over Novak on the basis that almost everyone will take Novak, and I think it's a coin flip. Trying to get the edge. Yeah, I think it might be the difference. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, Berrettini. He's the number eight seed, so he's in that five to eight bracket. Which probably so he's in the five to sixteen bracket, which probably makes him a no-brainer. Like I don't think there's anyone yeah. really. It's, it's him or her cats, isn't it? Probably. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, and I guess he just Shontek's a bit of a lock, probably. Yeah. I like um, Jabor's draw though, but yeah. I am going. I'm definitely going Shontek, but right. <laughs> yeah. Kyrgios, uh, I'm taking. I think. I'm also well, Murray to and Tim. Uh, Making me wobble slightly, but I think Kyrgios is the I safest. Br- I briefly thought you said team. I thought, George, you're going to get you off this <laughs> Dominic team band. He's not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we better crack on with the women's draw, uh, yes. which uh, was done before the men's um, and probably was maybe slightly more anticipated because of the presence of Serena. Uh, we will get to her shortly, but we'll start with section one. Iga Shontek leads it. Uh, the seeds in her section are Yulia Putinseva, Jill Teichman. And Barbora Kudsikova uh, of the Czech Republic. Interesting to see how she gets on. I saw her um, down at Eastbourne the other day. 
bumping around, um, but she seemed to be in better shape than she was at the French Open, which is good to see. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really here for for Shante to fear, is there, George? Chica is. I'd be worried, like if if she's kind of, you know, if she's fresh enough, if she's fit enough, I I wouldn't want to play her. I think she's, you know, she played some really really good stuff last year. Um, just again has has weapons, has things that can work on grass. Is a great net player. You know that she's just got enough ways about her to make a match really tricky. Um, but there are enough question marks over her, and obviously Sviontek has been so good that mm. it's it's hard to make very strong cases. But she she's the one I'd definitely be keeping an eye on in the first couple of rounds, Krzysztof, because yeah, that that's a potentially big fourth round match of a player who is the thirteenth seed but was playing comfortably as a top five player last year, so. You know that'd be a really good fourth fourth rounder if if mm. we get it. Yeah, hard to see any other um, floaters there. A Sonic Cartal is uh, potentially her second round opponent up against Danka Kovinic. I mean, we all rate Sonic and think she's great, but um, I don't think she's going to be Igor Shvontek. I'm afraid. Uh, let's no, move on to worth, six. Go on. Just just quickly, it's just worth saying. I mean, Krajicova. The only match she lost at Wimbledon last year was to Ash Barty. So, you know, mm. that's not a bad person to go out to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know we would usually associate Kajika with being pretty solid and you know getting a lot of balls back, as you say, decent at the net. And hmm, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't think we'll get the match, unfortunately. I don't, I don't know how fit. Kajika yeah, that is. is the big question. Yeah. But anyway, session two: Gabina Muguruza, Elena Rybakina, Shelley Rogers, and Jessica Pagula, or as the announcer called her, Jenna Pagula. Um, Harriet Dart's in there up against Rebecca Masarova as well. We've got Bianca Andreescu um, up against Emina Bektas, who I can't admit to knowing a huge amount about. Uh, I think the pick of the, the possibly the pick of the draw, apart from the Halep match uh, in the women's side, is Sloane Stevens against Quinwen Zheng. Oh, sorry, Zhen Quinwen. Zhen Quinwen, I should say. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you agree, George. It seems like a pretty tasty first rounder. Yeah, probably um, back Zheng, to be honest. Mm. Um, Stevens has struggled on the grass before, um, not as strong as surface. And yeah, she's she's an exciting player. So I think, yeah, I'd probably lean towards her. I, I think this is a really interesting section as a whole. Um, we keep talking about Andreescu and where exactly she's at. It's quite a tough draw for her. I mean, I would normally be kind of tempted to take an unseeded Andreescu, but Ribakina is a good player big serve um, can cause problems and then Muguruza you just never know what you're going to get I hate picking against her um, and you know if she goes on a roll she, she can win this tournament that's just that's just what she's like so yeah I probably won't be taking anyone in this section just out of fear more than anything um, Pagula Vekic could be an interesting first rounder as well Not yeah there's a, there's a lot of players one. a lot of players in this part of the draw you look at and go oh they're in order to think Martich about it. Martich Rogers. Yeah, Good. exactly the same thing. Um, Dart Masarova, uh, Harriet Dart's been playing quite well. I played really well, didn't she, this week? Uh, yeah, she's she's been going well. Big wins. We, we often talk about how Harriet Dart, you know, she's got obvious shortcomings. We know she's underpowered. But somehow on grass, she seems to get enough pop on her serve. You know, yeah. She beat Marta Costa, she beat Madison Brengel, she beat Jill Teichman. They're all really quite good results. 
um, and she picked up a couple of wins in the doubles as well. So I don't know. I think she's she's got a chance there, and she'll I mean, probably she... win first round, and then Jessica Bagula, who knows? Yeah, or even Donna Beckett. Section three: Paula Bedosa, uh, Petra Kvitova, Camille Georgie, and Simona Halep in this one. Um, as you this mentioned, George, as well. yeah, the Halep Mukova one is is the pick curveball. Yeah, yeah it's, and it's a curveball for the for the draw really because yeah, Bedosa had a, a bit of a bad loss to Burridge this week, but I think she can play on grass. I think I'd still kind of be backing her to get to the third round at least. But Kavitova's obviously won here before. Okay, she's not really been hitting the heights in recent times, but still not someone you want that early. Georgi's had some good wins this week. Um, but yeah, Mukova Alep, I think it's the pick of the round and I'd probably be backing whoever wins that to come through this really? session. Uh, I should say, for people who are surprised they haven't heard from Calvin that much over the last couple of minutes, a few <laughs> technical difficulties and we're on a pretty tight schedule because both Calvin and I are working at Wimbledon this week. Um, oh, Calvin, is. while you're here, uh, because you, we had the doubles draw today and this may be our only opportunity to ask you, uh, Henry and Julian have drawn. Yeah, they've drawn the thirteen seats. And how does that? Um, I, I, they... I, I saw I saw your live reaction when the draw came out, and it seemed relatively positive. Yeah, look, it, it was well. They actually could have got if they'd have been drawn out one spot earlier. They'd have played Kokinakis and Kyrgios, which <laughs> wouldn't have been a great draw. No. Um, and yeah, look, you've got to play a seed in the first or second round, so. It's you know playing against two South Americans, and this is not me taking anything for granted. They're gonna they're very very good doubles players, um, and they're ranked that highly for a reason. That's probably about as good as you could hope for. Um, they're also say. not in great form. I saw Kelvin. Just uh, oh, I was having I've a quick time look through to their form. Um, I've not had time to look actually, as it matters. I'm going to yeah, be doing not, later. Not on. many big runs. They've been losing first or second round a lot right. last okay. four weeks. So. Sounds like it's time to get under their skin in the locker room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does that yeah, just on a genuine so. on a genuine note? It, it happened. It came up during the Holger Rune Casper Rude stuff. I mean, is there much kind of uh, mind gameage going on like behind the scenes in the locker room and the restaurant and stuff? Uh, if I'm around, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mentioned a few things, you know, mentioned a few things in the queue, pretending that you don't know the other person's there. But, um, <laughs> no. And that's all we're going to get from Cal. Depends, but, doesn't you know, it? Oh, oh, yeah, it does. It does depend. You're right. Um, mm. Well, we'll maybe welcome Calvin back for a, a session later when he can wind up his Wi-Fi again. Uh, George, we were in the middle of talking about the draw in a particularly interesting section, section three. Uh, yeah. With Badosa and Kvitova and Georgie and Halep, um, if I have to trouble you for one name, uh, Calvin's face is just frozen in laughter on our <laughs> screen. It's great. Uh, if I have to trouble you for one name, who would it be? Um, I think I'm going to go for Makova actually, um, purely because I think Halep might have had a bit of a neck issue today, and I said the winner of that match will win the section. So I'm going to go for Makova. But right. there's a great caveat that she has also continually struggled with injury recently so mm. um yeah but she's been the quarterfinals go. here twice before i think the last two years that she's played in a row she's a very good player i really mm. like her and you've heard me bigger up on podcasts before so no doubt she'll disappoint me now i've backed her to go that far <laughs> uh moving on to the bottom of the top 
Section 4, uh, Coco Goff, and Amanda Anasimova, Sarah Cerebus Tormo, Carolina Pliskova, and a dangerous floater by the name of Serena Williams. I thought um, you were going to say dangerous floater by the name of Kaya Kadefi, but that's the next section. So. No, she's not a floater <laughs> That's anymore, what I always think when she's dangerous floater. She's not, da- she's not a floater anymore. She's a seed. She's, she's, she's renounced her floater status. She's now a genuine contender. Um, I mean, the the idea here that we might get Serena Williams versus Coco Goff in the fourth round is wonderful for narratives, but it's not realistic, is it? Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. She can. De- it's so hard to say. I mean, I watched Serena playing doubles this week. She little looked a little bit slow getting out to the returns. I fear for a singles match, kind of getting back across the court after that will be. A test you know i think a lot of people will be serving wide and then sending that ball to the other side of the court really testing that movement but it's a decent first round draw um once you can win my girlfriend will be very pleased if she wins because we have tickets for what would be her second round match on center so she would uh happily love to watch serena and rafa that day um, mm. but yeah i i mean round two cerebus tormo is not an easy player to beat and it's a sort of player I'd imagine might make it really really tough for Serena at the minute she's someone who gets a lot of balls back covers the ground really well better touch than people give her credit for that that's the sort of match where Serena's fitness would be really quite tested I think so yeah certainly capable of beating anyone in this section you know Pliskova certainly wouldn't be an easy third round draw but she's bang out of form as well at the minute so yeah, I'm not going to get too excited, but it's just nice to have Serena back, to be honest. Indeed. Uh, I, I would probably take Coco Goff out of this quarter. I would as well, yeah. It's hard not to, really. Um, let's move on. Bolter, Bolter as well um, has played some good stuff this week. She'll fancy her chances first round, and that would be a great round two match, Bolter-Pliskova, just in terms of home crowd, Pliskova... Don't know if she's quite there at the minute. Um, she's lost early at Wimbledon before. No fear. Why not? Could be fun. Why not, indeed. Uh, bottom of the top. Uh, top of the bottom, I should say. Oh. Uh, yeah, go on. So, so in this section, what? Because we've gone through four now, haven't we? So, what's our semi final? So yeah, so what's our, what's our semi final here? Sviontek versus. Goff. French Open final rerun. Yeah. It's hard to, it's yeah, hard to disagree, really. Like, I think so. What, you know, what did mean, we say the quarterfinals would be? Sviontek versus... Well, you said... McC- oh, Sviontek oh, versus... I said... Well, I, I mean, hard not to That's say... Muguruza. Should we go Muguruza? Sviontek, Muguruza, Makova, Goff. That'd be a good good lineup if we get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get behind that. Uh, section five. Collins, Risk, Keys, and Emma Raducanu. Um, now, just to fill people in on Raducanu today, she is an injury doubt for uh, Wimbledon. We uh, were aware that she cancelled a training session today at the last minute. She was supposed to be hitting on number one court with Garbina Muguruza. Conchita Martinez walked out, Garbina Muguruza walked out, no one else followed. And I think it's Muguruza's manager said, oh, Conchita, Conchita, who, who's, who's Garbina hitting with, you know, from the stands? And Conchita sort of shrugged and... Uh, and it became clear to us then that Emma Raducanu pulled out of practice and some Wimbledon officials said, oh, we've got a player, don't worry, we've got a player. So it was a pretty last-minute decision. Um, I'm told that she did train 
for an hour uh, at Orangi before going to number one, or not, as the case was. Uh, we are not aware of exactly why. Um, it was the question was asked, and we were not told no. That's the bet. That's the best I can put it. Is that we said is she an injury doubt for Wimbledon, and we were told there is no update. Now, but <laughs> that that is not no. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah, I'd heard um, a little bit of a, a rumbling line suggesting that she just didn't want to practice twice, knowing she was playing on Monday. But I don't know how much water. Yeah, I had that. Suggest- that I had that suggested to me as well. But I was also like, that's a really easy thing to say, and like the person that we asked is is very much within the yeah. camp. And it would be a very easy thing for them to put out just to say, oh, yeah, you know, apologies to Garbinia. Or, or you don't even need to say that, but it would just be an easy statement to be like, sorry, guys, like, you know, playing Monday and, you know, just felt I'd had enough practice. I mean, Roger does it all the time, right? Like, Roger quite happily will just sack off practice after 20 minutes if he feels good. Mm. Um, yeah, just a bit weird. Anyway, uh, we don't expect Emiratikani to win this section anyway, do we? Someone's got she was, to. If she, if she was fit, she could. Um, Van Oytvang's a tough match as well to start with. Like She loves the grass. That'll be a, a tricky start, a big server, um, big game. Enjoys it here. So that's not an easy opener of kind of a non-seeded player. But you've got to say, I mean, Keys round three isn't easy either, but winnable. Um, Risk, I think, is a good grass court player. I don't know too much about Collins's history on grass, but I, I wouldn't fear her. I mean, if Ryan kind of fit, she can, she could win this section. But I'd probably go for Keys if I had to pick someone. I think that as well. I think you know she, her game is she's good on grass. She moves well on grass. She understands the surface well. Um, I don't think she's. I don't actually think she hits the ball that flat. Um, like she doesn't. She's not the flattest hitter, basically, just just naturally. Um, but she does hit it pretty hard most of the time. Uh, and certainly, I think, for anyone outside the top 30, I think she hits it hard enough. Um, well, maybe top 50. Uh, so you'd expect her to make round three, but then... Well, Madison Keys pulled out at Eastbourne, so I don't know how much we're going to see of her, but... Oh, okay. All right. I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't seen that. Uh, I mean, risk is also a little bit dangerous as well. To be fair, but yeah, I mean, if, if if Keys isn't in that section, and Raducanu can get past Van Oytvang, then Raducanu should should win the section. Big should, uh, which would put her up against either or well any one of these sixteen players. But I'm not going to name them all. The seeds in the section matching up to hers are Kerber, Mertens, Kaya Kanepi, and Ons Jabur. George, you say you really like Ons Jabur's draw. Yeah, I do, um, even though I've clearly overlooked big Kaya uh, kicking around. Now, I, I, I think the first two rounds look great. Bjorklund and Marino Kawa, she should win those, hands down. Um, Kanefi's potentially tricky round three, but I'd still back on. She's playing good stuff this year, and she seems to have learnt from that kind of French Open where it all went wrong and she's kind of spoken about overexerting herself and playing too much she seems hopefully this is a chance for her to show oh i've learned lessons from that i've got my schedule better ahead of a grand slam in the right plane i mean kerber is one of those players that 
I'm always reticent to kind of rule out because she's been here, she's done it before. She's someone who the form book, a bit like Muguruza, the form book kind of counts for nothing in many ways. Like Kerber will just start playing really well for months out of nowhere, but that hasn't happened for a while. So yeah, I'm probably, I'm pretty, pretty sure Jabur will, will be the player who comes out of that section. Do you agree? I hard to disagree. I'd say there are some interesting players in that section, like players who I want to watch, like Camellia Osorio, um, Diane Parry of the one-handed backhand, uh, Fernanda Contreras Gomez with her little notebook that she she journals in uh, every sit down, which I love. Um, you know, T- uh, Tara Zidancek, Kiki Milanovic, all can play. You know, so there's a lot in there, but not necessarily women who I think are going to come into a big match against Andrew and win, which is, of course, the, the problem. Name of the game. Which gives us an Onsjabur and Meradikani quarterfinal, by the way, which would be pretty tasty. <laughs> well, that would be pretty fantastic for, um, for yeah. For everyone for, involved. Uh, everyone involved. But I'm not sure we will actually get that, to be mm. honest. <laughs> uh, section 7, just two to go now. Maria Sakari, Sarana Kostea, uh, Martina Trevisan, and Jelena, Oster- sorry, Jelena Ostapenko, who I met down in Eastbourne this week uh, and had a good chat with. Um, she comes through this section. I have to do say, think? I think I do. Yeah, um, this is. So I think this, think this could be the weakest though. section in either draw. Um, I mean, I've I, I've interviewed both Sakari and Ostapenko as it happens over yeah. the last couple of weeks, and you know, I think they both think they should be good on grass. And Ostapenko's done the semis here before. I mean, she's she's a good player on grass. Mm. Uh, but I think Sakari should be a good player on grass too. Like. You know, someone who moves as well as she does, who's as fit as she is, and she is powerful. You know, she's not underpowered. I guess the serve maybe, you know, could be better. But I watched her practice with Annette Contivate today, um, who I'm not convinced looked 100% still. She says mm. she's been struggling with COVID, which is why she pulled out her Beastborn with um, post COVID symptoms, well, post COVID fatigue. Um, which is a real shame because, you know, she's world number two. Uh, but I thought Sakari looked pretty good and I think she puts the power down the right way. Uh, I think her draw is quite good. You know, think, yeah, seven Kastea and eight, the, the sections are good. Yeah, I mean, Castella is a good player. I mean, that that's definitely the trickiest part of Sakari's draw up until potential Ostapenko. I, I don't know, I just really fancy Ostapenko in this section. I kind of fancy her maybe going beyond that as well um got a weird feeling she might actually like land semis here or something weird indeed uh weird. on to the final section uh belinda bencic beatrice haddad meyer uh, yeah. uh anhelina kalanina and annette contivate uh this is quite a tricky one i mean belinda bencic obviously uh got injured in the final in berlin but she hasn't pulled out so you know she she must be fit we can only assume uh, Beatrice Haddad Meyer though is the new grass goat isn't she yeah yeah I mean I got a pick her from this section I think um, definitely one who's strongly in my fantasy thoughts Kai Yuvan who's she's playing round one incidentally is a tough match I don't think that's easy by any stretch um, and you know probably one of the tougher players in that section as you say Contivate don't know exactly where she is if you're someone, I mean, Jodie Burridge is in this section, as is Heather Watson. 
I think you've really got a fancy chances of a few rounds here. Like, mm. And no, there's no one in there I'd be sitting as one of those two players. Like, I cannot beat them. There's no way I can beat them. I mean, you know, just... fourth round is possible. I don't I'm think it'll happen. To but... See what Jewel Niemeyer does on the grass yeah. because she's yeah, got. She served well, didn't she? She's got a monster serve. She's only five ten, but she's got like the biggest serve, pretty much in the women's game. I think at the French Open, she served the fastest serve of the whole tournament in qualies. Uh, so I'd be really interested to see how that goes on grass. Uh, Jody Burridge is playing Lesia Tsurenko, who retired from her last match. Or, sorry, gave a walkover. She didn't even go on court. So I would suggest there's an opportunity there. And then, yeah, as you say, that whole section could open up. Could open up for Heather Watson. Who knows? Um, Who knows? She's got Tamara Karpach. But you can see why I think Ostapenko might be the one who streams through to this semifinals from these two sections. I think she's landed in a good area and she's got the game to... She I'll also you, has the mentality that she could totally implode and go very, very wrong. But oh, yeah, I, obviously. But I, I'm kind of feeling it for these players in this tournament. I feel it for Kyrgios. I feel it for Ostapenko. It just, this is their time. I see. Um, incidentally, also in that section is Wang. Um, I'm going to mispronounce. I never know how to pronounce Q. There's two Wangs. So, yeah, but this is um, Wang with a Wang Q. Wang Chang. Is it Chang? You pronounce the Q. Um, so Wang Chang, who's ca- coached by Pat Cash. Uh, I watched them together. A, she can really play. Uh, and good. B, Pat Cash is in some nick. Like, for a guy of his age, he's 57, he is in serious shape. Like, for someone also who did look a bit haggard for a while, he now looks... I'm not saying what a crush on him, but he's in good nick, I'll give you that much. Who, who's in better shape, Pat Cash or Pat and Cash? Well, it's Pat and Cash, unfortunately. They are younger. Uh, combined, I think they probably are still younger, yeah. yeah. Um, so there we have it. We so, have so the women's so, draw. Yeah, let's just, let's just recap our, our semi-finals, men's and women then. So we're saying Djokovic, Oster- Hercats, yeah. Berrettini, Nadal, Sviontek versus... Goff. Goff. And Jabor versus Ostapenko. Correct. Which I think we'd all take. I think we would definitely all take. I'm pretty certain we will not get that. But... Uh, it's time to do some quick fire British yeah. results. This is a tough section as well, but it could be it fun. It is tough. We're going to fire through and pick win or loss for the Brits in the first yeah, round. Go on then. Hit me. Job Kyrgios. Kyrgios. Yeah, Kyrgios. Murray That's Duckworth. The... Murray. I agree. Nori Anduhar. Nari. Yeah, okay. So we're two two for one. Two and one at the moment. Okay, two on to the Brits. Jay Clark, Christian Harrison. Ooh. That, that's tough. There are so many of these that are like really, yeah, but it's really close. Yeah, a quick close. fire round, George. Let's go, let's go for the Brits. Three, one. I'm taking Harrison. Uh, <laughs> Peniston Laxonen. Peniston. Correct. Berg's Draper. Draper. I'm interviewing Zizou on Sunday, so I won't give an answer. It would compromise myself. So I'm going five Brits through already. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, Brody Klein. I think Brody wins. Yeah, I, I think you have to pick Brody there. Yeah. Alistair Gray against the Goat Tseng. I think the Goat might win that. I mean, he's the Goat. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dan Evans, Jason Kubler. 
Yeah, Evo. Very good. So how many men have you got? So seven, two. Seven, two. Okay, yeah, I can see the way your hands are working now. Uh, the women. Dart Masarova. Dart. Bolter Burrell. Bolter. Swan Kostjuk. It's Kostjuk. Obviously it's Kostjuk. She lost this week, though, to one of the Brits, didn't she, that I was a bit surprised about. She lost to Burrows, didn't she? You're still not. You're still undecided. No, I'll go Kostjuk. I'll go Kostjuk, because I feel I'm being overly biased towards the Brits at the minute, but... I'm on the uh, fence. Garcia Miyazaki. Garcia. I think that's tough. I think Lily's quite good. Uh, Radicani van Uitvenk. I'm going to back the lucky loser that replaces Radicani in the draw. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a hard, hard match, but let's let's be positive before someone tells me off of being negative. Corpatch Watson. I think Watson. Uh, Burridge Serenko. It's not easy, but I'm going to go for Burridge. She's had Correct. a great week. Uh, Serenko's injured. Cartal uh, Kovinic. Kovinic. I think I would agree with almost all of them. What's your final score? So that was 5 3 to the Brits. There. 5 3 to Brits. So you think we're going to get 12, 12 Brits, Brits through? I mean, that would be pretty epic. Seven That'll men. will keep you busy all bloody week if yeah. you have that. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, it'll be busy no matter what, George. It's Wimbledon. There are hundreds. There are, like, there are 300 Seven, matches. 17's high, isn't it? It feels like a lot player. more Brits than normal. I mean, look, we are in a good position at the moment. Um, I wrote something for the paper today about how we've got seven men inside the top 160. We've got nine women inside the top 230. You know, there is strength in depth. And actually, it made me realise nine women inside the top 230, uh, I think... It's Sonny Cartel, who is the world British number nine. She's 229 in the world. I think that's right. Or is that Jodie? Either way, our number nine is 229 in the world. 228 in the world is American. She's the American number 26. Yeah, it's wild. So we've got a long way to do to catch up, given the money we have and that we're a slam nation. Um, we're pretty much out of time. Please do sign up for our uh, fantasy tennis game. You head over to our Twitter, you'll find the link to that. Do leave us a rating and a review wherever you get it. George, we're going to come back on Sunday uh, and yeah. talk a bit about what's been going on this week. We'll have crowned our champions in Eastbourne and Bad Homburg by then. Never forget Bad Homburg, even if you don't like Not good Homburg. Homburg. Yeah. Um, and we'll also talk about day one at Wimbledon, which will be opened by Novak Djokovic. We'll have the top half of the men's draw on Monday and the bottom half of the women's draw. So that'll be... Uh, Contivate and uh, I don't know who's going to headline the women's draw Jabor I guess Jabor and maybe Ostapenko or someone like that and of course there's there's quite a lot of Brits Raducanu obviously um, is in the bottom half but we await whether he um, yeah whether she's going to be there Uh, yeah I think that's everything we've got we will see you I'm excited for it though it's nice going through the draw like this and actually kind of thinking who can go where why what and how and listening back to this at the end and be like god I got all that totally wrong yeah (laughs) as always happens right thank you for listening we'll catch you on Sunday Sports Social Podcast Network
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.